Hello, you're listening to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today I have with me Dan. He's from Miami. Hey, it's good to be here. Good to have you here. Not as sunny as back home. No, it's not. It's it's snowing right now. And I have Steve Reinhardt, and he is from Colorado Springs. Woohoo, and it is snowy, and Dan just told me like seven below with the wind chill out there. So we're glad we're here in the man cave with a fire burning yeah it's pretty warm in here i like it yeah it's nice i'm always cold so thank you yeah so for the so for our (laughs) listeners it's uh what is it a little after valentine's day in february 19 2019 yes so you know this will probably be on the air for like two or three decades i don't know but just so you know we're having a great time with one another yeah yes we are and it's snowing it is snowing so um can i th- can i throw out uh, yeah, some you, things yeah so, start it off for us please. so uh, the last pad- podcast we did we talked about uh, lies some lies that we believe and uh mm, what, what i'm calling negative thoughts thoughts that because i no one i've had this conversation before is like we really don't think the devil has a whole big that big a job you know he can he can be a lazy slouch most of the time because we're the ones that really pick up his ball and run with it and so we talked about the different thoughts that all of us have and uh some of them uh, are, are i mean they're right out out and out lies and some of them are, are a little bit more sophisticated they're more of a lie with a twist and so we and uh and and my experience with dealing with these in myself is that if i can knock one of them down if i can challenge it or accept it um then then there's a whole bunch of dominoes behind it that fall also mm. And I don't have to like go after every single one. I just have to like see 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 one of them keel over, and it knocks the thousands of them down. Really? Yeah, it does. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so the so the thought we one of the ideas that we had before, and we talked about this lie that uh, is we, all of us have had, and so we thought it we threw it out there. Probably many other folks, have, many of our listeners have is this one so here's here's the thought we're looking at the lie we're looking at i'm so defective that god can't love me right yeah uh, that's huge all right so so i'd like to be honest and straight up if you guys like have that thought i had that thought as a young age when uh when they uh what do you call it? Diagnosed me. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Diagnosed. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, with uh, dyslexia, and I really felt like there's something seriously wrong with me. There's no way God could love me because mm. I'm so much different than everybody else. Basically, He made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, Dan? Yeah. And uh, in seventh grade, I was put in a special needs class, unbeknownst to me. Um, I was tracking all the way through seventh grade and then one day I was put in this class with uh, about 15 other kids and a lot of them were kind of troublemakers and I found out that the class was for kids with learning disabilities Hmm. and so like you I labeled myself I'll never go to college I'll never um, I grew up in a in a town where the culture was at 18 you pick which college you're going to go to there's no other path past Hmm. high school but a four-year minimum four-year degree so yeah i struggled with that a lot for a long time wow what about you steve yeah i i didn't i didn't have the kind of background you guys had but i just kind of had this innate uh, sense of uh, being defective Mm -hmm. 
and and that um, and feeling unlovable, right? And that and and the you know it was how I how I grew up. We didn't even believe in God, so it was like well, that wasn't that wasn't part of the equation. But then, mm-hmm. as I became a believer, then then it certainly was a big, big big part of the equation that maybe God not only God can't love me, but He shouldn't. In fact, in fact, He'd be kind of crazy too. Right. So defective. Yeah. I agree with that. Like if he did, he'd be an insane God. Mm Mm-hmm. So. So would you guys say that situations that happen in our lives make us, I don't know, make us go to that, make us go to that thought that God doesn't love us just with the situations? Like mine is dyslexia. You went to a special, Special uh, Dan went to a special class that made him. And then Steve, yours was just. I was just born. You were just born, yeah. And <laughs> mad about that. So <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I think there's flaws. You think it's just situation that I think we're just flawed. That? Um you know, we're we're flawed to begin with. Um we're all of us are born into sin and the world around us we we're rough with one another, we're mm-hmm. mean to one another, we're unloving to one another, and so whether it's something that's said to you or a label that's put on you or a trigger that makes you feel like, you know, something when someone says, Oh, you're, what are you doing? You moron. When you're driving Mm -hmm. or something. Right. And that triggers, I'm dumb. I was in that class and you go back and you start of traffic. You you start to traffic in that. Yeah. It's like a slinky going down the stairs, right? It just hits, 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 hits each step. Yeah. Yeah. You mean people can hear me when I'm talking to them when I'm driving? They can, Steve. Oh, crap. Now I'm really in trouble. <laughs> now I really feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think also that we have a, we, we like to make that question about ourselves, but it really is about God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We like to make it like, if I wasn't so defective, God would love me. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh, so we're... so. You know, like I, I, I hate to admit it, but I love the idea that I'm the center of the universe. <laughs> I mm-hmm. really do. You know, and that, and looking at that question that way just proves that that, yeah, I'm so defective that even God couldn't love me. Instead of putting looking at it the other way, is like, yeah, I've got some defects. God's got the problem. You know, why couldn't God love me? Because it's His problem. Instead, yeah. I, huh. instead I focus on me and that, you know, I'm really. Honestly, I'm just like shooting straight here. I, you know, if I if I could be God or if I could be the center of the universe, and I got to flip, snap my fingers and I'd probably do it because it sounds like a lot of fun. Mm. And uh, I just I think that's you know part of the way I am. So I I like the idea that we can talk about this and bring it up and look at it from both perspectives. That maybe it's about me, mm-hmm. or maybe it's about God, or maybe it's about both of us. Yeah. But the but I think the conclusion the 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 statement I think is that's why we'd like to bring it to light right mm-hmm. is that this is a common thing that we say and it and it's an equation right right you had a you know you had a great um, uh, happiness equation I really liked that it's impossible for me to be happy without pornography mm-hmm. you know or for, right. or for me I could say well it's impossible for me to be uh, I can't be happy if I don't have a loving relationship. Hmm. Yeah. with my wife yeah. or I can't be happy if, if uh, my business doesn't succeed or I can't be happy if I don't have a thousand people that come to my church. Mm-hmm. Those are all happiness equations. Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to find happiness in things and people. Yeah. And, and this one's a different one. This one's a, um, a love equation. Mm. 
right? Right, yeah. And I can't, and I really can't be loved unless I'm what? Well, I think for me, um, one of the things that's run through my head is it's sort of that question is kind of two parts. When I wallow in my, either my misery or me believing that I'm not good enough, I I tag something onto God's personality that he must not be as great as, as I think he is hmm. because how could he love me? Hmm. Doesn't that take something away from him, his greatness? Hmm. Like, does he know what he's really getting involved in with this mess? Um, that's one part of it. Well, but, I like what you're saying because that, in yeah, a way, you're kind, you're kind of saying, well, he's kind of defective. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't see clearly. I'm dragging him into my world. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> he doesn't live here. <laughs> So, well, you were going to say something else. Yeah, I think I think the the idea of worthlessness, the idea of um, maybe it's depression for some folks. I think it is so common nowadays because we live in the United States of plug in your fantasy, plug in your whatever you want you can get in fifteen seconds or less mm-hmm. through a telephone, through whether it's porn on your phone, you know it's. The whole world is in your is in your hand. Yeah, you know, Amazon. Absolutely. I can buy Amazon, anything without yeah. even yeah. leaving my house. Yeah, leaving exactly. your house, and so you know we have all this stuff, and we have all these things, and oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. Things are cheaper now because you know of the online and tech world, and yet we're the most miserable that we've mm. probably ever been as a country, and it's because we've filled, we've tried to collect, and we've tried to to bring all these whatever they are, whatever these things, technology, relationships, we've tried to bring these things close to the heart to fill when it it not only was never designed to, it couldn't in a million years. Mm-hmm. So there's there's the failure aspect. There's the I need, because I'm a failure, I need to fill it with something aspect, and then it becomes yeah. a loop mm-hmm. You know that you're never gonna really going to get off of. Good point. Yeah, I like that. So when you guys have this thought... <clears throat> this line here hear this line and repeat it to yourself uh, how do you where's the emphasis for you like i'm so defective that god can't love me how how do you say that to yourself and then and and then because we have, do have a limited amount of time i'd like to talk about is like well how do you challenge that thought how do you what do you do about that when you have that thought hmm. yeah i guess for me i mean if we want to go for the dyslexic thing that we were talking about it's just i guess the thought i would have would be I am not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else I would think of it. I mean, I with the dyslexic thing for me, I attach so much garbage onto that. I, you know, I tortured myself, burnt myself, cut myself because I was not good enough. Mm-hmm. So I yet punished, again, yourself. punished myself. I don't belong, you know. I've tried to kill myself. Didn't work. You know, it's like those things where it's like, oh, now what do I do? And now you're a failure at that. Yeah, now I'm a failure at that. So maybe we could change it for you and uh, change it a little bit. I'm so I'm so defective that God should punish me. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if God's not going to, I'm going to. Well, right, right. And, you know, I already felt like I was getting punished because I am dyslexic. Yeah. You know, so he already... I'm already forgotten in his eyes, you know, wants nothing to do with me. Definitely if you are like 
me where you're praying and praying and praying and nothing happens. Yeah. Then you really go down the down the toilet of man, I'm right, God definitely does not love me. Yeah. yeah. So so Noah brought up for our listeners, Noah brought up another thing that we want to talk about at some point in time and that is prayer. And and since we have you just since you just brought it up here, uh, and I haven't talked to Dan about it before. Dan, do you ever feel like God doesn't answer your prayers? Like you ask him something he doesn't answer? Yes. Um, I feel like that most of the time. Okay. And I feel that um, one of the things I'm trying to um, really reconcile is the idea um, Mike said years, years back on a teaching, one of the steps to a mature believer is how long you can go without. Mm. And without is a lot of things. Without might be, hey, God, please take away my migraine headaches that I have. Uh, God, please take away my struggle with whatever that struggle is. Um, God, I need you to grow my church. I need you to um, put some kind of a stamp of approval on me. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of those prayers are not answered, never answered. Mm. Um, And Paul talked about that, that he had begged God multiple times, that God's power in me and Noah and Steve and everybody else is based on our human frailty. It's based on weakness because we know that the second we get any rope, we run with it and we try and take the credit and God knows that pride is destructive. So I'm trying to reconcile that statement of how long can I go without and a few, I don't know, a few years ago I was kind of at the end of ministry in my own mind. I was like, I'm kind of done with this. Mm-hmm. And in my own mind, it was a numbers thing. It was just simply about numbers. Mm-hmm. The numbers have, have gone from this. They've always been kind of roller coaster, up, down, up, down. And um, I had talked to some people about it. And I was like, hey, I, you know, I'm not going to give it this much more time. And I had gone, in a sense, a long time. I'd got, in my opinion, two years was a long time. And I walked into church that morning and there was like three times the people that there was the week before. And it was sort of like God was going, look, if this is your thing, if numbers are your thing, you're, you're chasing that this is the wrong deal that I lead people to and away from churches. Um, I'm trying to work something out in your growth. Mm-hmm. And so for me, God's always kind of worked in that and worked in my, even though it's, it's a low denominator, I will give you that, um, me looking at dozens of people or, or tens of people not hundreds of people and attaching worth to that. But that worthlessness, you know, that's my, that's my cross. That's my struggle. That's not everybody's. Mm. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's really great. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, and it's, and it's, I, I just appreciate you sharing your heart about that. That's really uh, neat that you've brought that to us. And I, and I imagine that's, pretty common among other leaders and pastors mm-hmm. to look at the numbers and and whether you're in business for yourself or you're in a church and you're counting people's yeah. heads um, that's probably always a, a behind the scenes kind of thing and I ask that question because one of the podcasts we want to do in the future is uh, kind of a, a title does uh, well what's the deal when God doesn't answer our prayers Mm-hmm. Uh, because Noah and I have had that. He just mentioned that, that he's prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and, and I really received no, no answer. And so in the future, we'd like to do a podcast on that. But let's let's jump back into um, 
this one of so so you so you find yourself Noah and you're saying to yourself um, you know I, I'm so defective I'm so broken that God should punish me and he's not so I'm going to punish myself yes so at at, at that point um, let's just throw that out what 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 are some things that we could you know we prayed right mm-hmm. I, i'm sure you brought that to the lord a thousand times yeah, your dyslexia yeah. oh absolutely and are you still dyslexic yes i am so obviously <laughs> he he didn't answer i no. don't i don't know why i don't have to yeah. know why i would I've, i'm very happy he didn't answer and oh. i'm very happy he did not take it away okay so so we want to get to that i'd love to know more about that okay but so so put yourself back into that position where you're where before you're happy about it, where you're saying, mm-hmm. where you're saying to yourself, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dyslexic. I'm so broken. And the God can't love me. He, in fact, he's not only can't love me, he should punish me mm-hmm. and he hasn't. So I'm going to punish myself right. for him. How do you come out of that? I mean, how do you, what, what happened in your life to kind of break that pattern? Mm. Uh, I mean, for a while there, I, just completely, well, you're not going to talk to me. I'm not going to talk to you. You know, you don't want (laughs) to, I'm just done with it. You know, and that, and that was when I was way, way younger. I mean, we're talking eight, nine, 10, you know, to tell, I would, didn't really come to be okay with it till I was probably in my Mm thirties. But, um, and you did try. Yeah, to, you, and you did try to punish yourself, right? Yeah. I, is that what you want me to talk about? Is no. I, my, I'd really like to know just the process that you've gone through. Yeah, the process of that would be um, definitely self hatred, mm-hmm. and you know, then when you do have a friend, you're wondering why they're your friend. You know. Well, so, so you even second guess that. Oh, absolutely. And it second guess why my parents love me. So, you know, you're pretty much down in the dumps when you start going on that. Because if God can't love me, how can my parents love me? How can friends love me? And then, in return, there's no way I can love myself. Yeah. There's just no way. So did you feel pretty lonely? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Very alone. Definitely kept all that stuff in. Didn't share any of that stuff. I didn't share a lot of my suicide stuff with my parents until I was like 25 Mm. and you know you know it would have wrecked him if it would have worked oh yeah it would have been devastating yeah so yeah I definitely like I said I attached a lot a lot of stuff to the dyslexic stuff Mm -hmm. probably and yet again I'm attaching so much to a word Mm. you know it's just a word instead of just being happy how God made me and that that took me many years to be happy how God made me mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question or yeah no I, I like I like that I like all well, those things you I just shared. want to pick up a little bit on that too that that's a very honest um, admission first off and I think that it's important especially on this podcast because I think a lot more people have that than than we know I think there's a lot that, of people that mean what? not happy with who they actually are. Oh, great point. Not mm-hmm. happy with, well, whether I'm overweight or I'm bald or I'm whatever. I'm not talking about 
15-year-olds. I'm talking about people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, I don't have enough money. Yeah, don't have enough. Like, I should be further along. Mm. I'm in debt. I'm with their bankruptcy. I lost everything in my early 30s uh, in a bankruptcy. Lost half-million-dollar home. Lost so many things that I had worked so as a real estate guy to attain. And I thought my life was over Mm. in my early 30s because I lost a house and a credit score Mm. uh, and a couple cars, but still. Um, but to get back to the whole identity thing, it's the abiding life is, is an identity because it, it hides you, it hides you in the perfect life. And so you can, you can, it's like, I I love the analogy of the robes of righteousness that Jesus is his, we are wrapped up in a robe that covers our scars, our flaws, our blemishes, because whether we've got a hundred of them or a thousand of them, the robe covers all of them. And so I don't, I think there's a lot of people very not happy with who they are, not necessarily where they are, because there's a lot of that too, mm-hmm. but not happy with who I am as a person, struggle with exactly what we've been talking about, that God can't love me, I'm unlovable, I'm a failure, all those things. But I really think that what Noah touched on is just like saying it, I'm glad he didn't heal my prayer to to take dyslexia away because that's not – that's kind of a supernatural admission. That's not what normal human Noah at 15 would have wanted. Mm-hmm. But he's okay yeah. with it now. Right. Because Christ's power, he's so approachable. He's mm-hmm. He's a person I can talk to as a friend. He is a friend. And I can say he understands flaw. He understands somebody who's messed up like me. Mm. and it takes one to know one, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's something that touching on a little bit is just that the satisfaction with who God made me as a person and to, to, to finally come to, I'm okay with it. So how do you do that? So like probably all of us, let's all go around the room really quick and say something you, that you don't like about yourself right now. I'll, I get to start. I got cancer in my blood. I don't like that. Yeah. Your I, turn. Uh, I have arthritis in both my knees. I'm losing my hair. Okay, so uh, great. So, so if we had a chance, we and we could snap our fingers, we'd all change all those things, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So okay. So now, how are we going to become happy with those things? I think it's a process. I think it's. I think the prayer of. Now I don't pray. Hey God, you know, give me, give me crazy twenty year old guy <laughs> hair anymore. I don't pray that anymore because I'm a little past acceptance on that one. But I think it's a process of praying things like that. Hey God, I, for me, it's more of an anger thing. Like I really struggle with my temper. I really struggle with anger. Please help me with this. Please take this away. And I think ultimately what's going to happen is not that I will be made, that that will be taken away completely, but I will, I will be okay with who I am coming back to him and asking for forgiveness and not staying away from him when I blow it because I feel so scummy when I do. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Good point. Good point. What about you, for, for you, Steve? Um, uh, I don't have an answer to that question. That's why I asked. Right, I, yeah. I, my answer to that question is, I, uh, you know, and is that for me, for me right now, I got cancer in my blood. I'm going to walk through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to walk through it with the Lord. Yeah. And however I feel is exactly what I'm going to say and how I express. So if I feel angry, I'm going to say I feel angry. If I feel frightened or scared, I'm going to say I feel frightened or scared. And I'm just going to have that experience. And then as I've gone through that experience, 
uh, and just being really upfront with the Lord and with the people in my lives of how I'm feeling and how I'm doing, um, I feel like um, that bringing that into the light of what's going on inside me, just mm. bringing it out into the light has helped me to be able to um, accept a body mm-hmm. that's clearly defective. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't say a body that's got 90% cancer is not defective. You'd say, okay, that's defective. And so it's like, mm. well, I wish it didn't. I'd like to be able to do things that I did five years ago. Right. And I'm hoping to, planning on it. Mm-hmm. But maybe it will, maybe it won't. Yeah. Uh, and then so at this, so at the point where I'm at now is, I think the process for me is I don't have a I don't have a really great answer to that question other than I like to be able to challenge this and I started off with the with the thought was um, not, not not that I'm not happy with who I am but that I'm not that I wish I had a different body hmm. and so that I need to accept this body I want to accept right, this you body want to accept it, yeah. and so I think that's hmm. kind of where I was I, I, so I started with that process and I went to Lord and go I want to accept this body. Yeah. In fact, and it sounds like crazy as can be, and if people really don't like like it when I say this, is I've come <laughs> to the place where I've actually gone, okay, I want to not accept just this body, but I want to accept it cancer. Oh, yeah. Huh. That, oh, I'm, come on in. I'm good with you. Mm-hmm. I'm really okay with that. Wow. And I am. Yeah. And, so, and I think, so part of that is um, uh, just being able to express how I'm feeling and not hide it, not have to feel any kind of shame about, how I'm feeling or if I'm struggling or not, or if I've got victory or not. Hmm. Uh, but to just come out and be able to be with people that like you guys that are safe, yeah. that I can tell them exactly, you know, you know, like when I first was diagnosed, I, my dad was telling me, everybody, everybody's saying, be strong, be courageous, be ever. And I said, Hey, if you hang with me, I'm crying this week. Like <laughs> I'm going to, if you come with me, plan on crying because I, I'm bawling like a baby. Yeah, and we're and I'm and, and I'm not going to stop be, and put on a show for you because I'm feeling like bawling like a baby, right. and so I bawled, you know, for two months. Yeah, and then every, and, and it didn't matter if I was talking to a bill collector or whatever. We both end up bawling on the phone, and then they give me a discount. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so oh, yes. anyway, so I guess that for me is that um, just being uh, being able to be like we are here at the mm-hmm. podcast and like you share me you've been you've been a great example to me a great mentor to me to be able to be authentic and genuine with what's going on inside of me then that i think is probably a really great first step mm-hmm. uh, because then not only am i i'm sensing that uh, christ in you is accepting me right but also that christ in me is accepting me and then i can go like well everybody's ex- everybody's accepting me. Not everybody likes to have this body. Like I have a lot of people that don't, don't, don't get the idea that you can accept cancer in your body. But for me, it's like, it was really helpful and freeing. Yeah. I could see able that. To do that. So anyway, so that's too, way too much about me. So how no, about I, you? No, no, I liked that. I liked yeah, what you shared was, there. Thank helpful. you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I guess I, I had a question for you, Steve is, um, do you find yourself going to God more now that you have cancer in you? I, do I have to answer that question honestly, or can I lie? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Uh, honestly, I don't find myself going to God more that I have cancer. In fact, I've, you know, I've had quite a few butt chewings from believers telling me how to beat this thing. And, uh, 
um, how to fix it and the magic huh. bullets and right. people coming and praying for me. And, uh, and to tell you the truth, uh, I have never yet prayed for myself about it. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like, I'm the same way. I have the hardest time to pray for myself. It's way easier for me to pray for other people. Yeah. It's never even occurred to me, actually. I know, but what is that about? You know, I, I don't know. I'm very comfortable with it, though. And, and uh, you know, like I had somebody come in here the other day and say, I really want you to pray for me. And I said, well, that's really not my bag. You know, I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't have to consider myself like a super great prayer. And there's like, well... You know, like, lay your hands and pray for me anyway. I said, well, you know, I, I sound, it sounds really bad, but, you know, I'd rather tell you a joke. Right. You know, <laughs> I, it's, I'm not that spiritual. I feel kind of like I'm kind of carnal. Huh. And so I think the other people, what I have experienced, though, Noah, to answer that question is, I felt over overwhelming, uh, I'll probably start crying, uh, overwhelming sense of love. Hmm from the Lord and from other, other people. I've been totally overwhelmed by people's love and compassion and care. And maybe that's why I don't have any sense of need to pray for myself. Yeah, I think like I've been completely overwhelmed with people's love. I think that's why the Lord does that is yeah, because he tells everyone else to pray for you. Yeah. And, and that's so true. And I have hundreds of people that are praying for me that mm -hmm. I would, that I've never even met. It's just so cool. Yeah. That is awesome. So huh. I, I don't have a good answer to that question. No, you got, for no that, was a good, that was a good, I thought that was a great answer. Cause yeah, cause for me, I just wanted to ask that because with my pain that I have, I'm always in pain and there's always something physical. I have a lot of allergies, so there's always something going wrong or something not feeling right. And, and your, your oxygen allergy is the worst one though. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> very hard one to live with. <laughs> but you know i i seem like i always uh, for me personally it's it's i don't really mind the pain anymore because i go to the lord so much and not to pray for myself it's just a reminder i don't know it's like a i probably have a sickness or something but if i'm in pain i'm like oh i can stop for a second like if my knees start hurting too bad I got to sit. Well, I'm going to pray then. Not for myself, but start yeah. praying for other people. Yeah. You know, and I I used to hate all the pains, but mm. now I really do enjoy them because it makes me stop. Stop thinking about yourself, Noah. Let's start praying for other people. Mm. And start thinking about other people or call them or, you yeah. know, reach out, all that stuff. Yeah. So that that's where that kind of question came I think from. It I, was just I think it intensifies my focus when I I have not lived in my life with a lot of physical pain. Mm. I've had a lot of mental issues to deal with. Right. Um, you know, where it's just beating yourself up, beating yourself up, mm -hmm. depression, just wanting to come home from work and sleep, 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 mm -hmm. you know. And so I think um, it was kind of, this is kind of a, a, a dumb analogy, but I was in a golf tournament years ago. And I had like a huge, I had something wrong with my foot. I don't know. It was like a sprain or what it was, but, um, I shot my best round ever in any competitive round because the pain just kept me focused on <laughs> the task. Right. And if the task is for us to live abiding lives, then mm -hmm. pain can't be a bad thing if it does what it did for you. Right. And I mean, look how much love Steve has yeah. been shown I mean, I like that. Uh, I love uh, that so many people are just loving on you. 
yeah i love it too it's just it is i do feel overwhelmed by it mm-hmm. and at the same time like i would not um, you know i wouldn't um, i don't put myself in the same boat where you guys are where i where i've been like i felt pushed into the lord's presence i i just felt like my life's gone on mm-hmm. honestly mm. like nothing's but lots of things have changed you know, I've cried a lot. I've felt a lot of different things. I've had to accept a body that's got cancer in it. Yeah. Um, but I, but I haven't felt like, wow, I'm been, I'm so much more aware of the Lord's presence, hmm. or I'm so much feel much so more tight with Him, or I feel, um, um, any any of those things where I where it's like I've like my relationship with him or my walk with him has changed. I don't think it, I think that's probably the only thing that hasn't changed, hmm. which is kind of great for me yeah, because everything else has right. changed. You know, my yeah. whole, everything in my life is different yeah, besides, right. besides my walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. And I've, and so um, probably some people might not like to hear that. Really would like to me to like say, well, yeah, it's so much better because, I've learned things that I couldn't learn without it, but I'm a pretty slow learner. Yeah. And, but so I'm really, I. but I'm a really great liver. That's what I told somebody that was asking me to pray for him the other day. I said, you know, my, my praying, I'm not that great of a prayer, but I, but I really like to live and I love to live with walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's that I'm pretty much positive that, uh, if, if anything I get into Christian life, it's like that we're one and we get to one and we, and we yeah. are like, there's no difference. So, Anyway, thanks for yeah. asking that. We've kind of like blabbed on. Yeah, we blabbed last... on a little bit, but I did want to ask you this, and you can answer it or not. Or, uh, what made you come to, I guess, the conclusion, or how did you finally say, "Cancer, you're good in here. You're good in my body. I'm okay with it being here." Um, I'll tell you. I'll try and tell you a short, a really short story. Okay. A lot of <laughs> a lot of my epiphanies happen in the shower or on a walk. Uh huh. So. So I, I was taking a shower. I was thinking, oh, I've got I've got ninety percent of my blood's cancerous right now. Right. What is a deal with that? And I mean, I've got you know, I don't know. And and I was like, well, I know this is just a body. I, for me, it helps me to think that this body is not me. It's just a part of me. It's not mm-hmm. me. So I've got this body. It's got ninety percent cancerous flowing through it the bone marrow's cancerous all cancers putting out cancerous cells mm-hmm. what's the deal with that and if you know like if this cancer some people and some people told me you know you got to fight it it's from the devil it's whatever mm-hmm. it's the enemy and it's like well if this, if it was the enemy if it was the devil here say and the devil's and I, got some power yeah, yeah but i don't believe that for yeah. a second honestly I, I think he's like the toothless tiger and doesn't have any claws yeah um and and I know people may not may or may not like hearing that, but like I have <laughs> fear, no fear from him, absolutely yeah, zero. No. And, and and with good reason, with absolute good reason. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm not. I just don't even. It's not there. And so, but I thought, well, if he was the if the 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 Lord is just like this. He answers the prayers of even the devils. And I had to, what came to mind was the story of the demon possessed guy who had the legion in him, right? Mm-hmm. Thousand or ten thousand. And the and Jesus is going to cast him out, and the devils come to him, and they know what he's like, and they and they say to him, uh, they ask him a prayer, right? Mm-hmm. They ask, hey, throw us into the pigs. Correct me, I may be wrong, but that's yeah, how I remember. Exactly. Yeah. They th- they say to him, they pray to him, hey, throw us into the pigs. 
And I thought, wow, why would they do that? In fact, and I thought, whoa, because I've got Jesus in me and he's there. Jesus, I wonder, I wonder what he was going to do. I don't know, but this is what I have in what I think maybe Jesus was going to do. Mm-hmm. He was going to cast a, de- cast a demons out of that guy. He wasn't going to throw them into the pigs until they asked. What he was going to do was going to what, what he was going to do was say, "Come out of him and come into me. Hmm. Come on in. You come into me. Come, come live in me. I can handle it." Mm-hmm. And I just wonder what would have happened if the demons had just come into him. I think they would have vaporized. Oh yeah. But instead, they said, "No, no. Let us go into the pigs." Mm-hmm. And so I, th- so I thought about that as I thought about the story, and, and I thought I just turned to the cancer in me, and I said, "I'll come into me. Come on mm-hmm. in, because I know that I know I'm one with Christ. Come on in. What are you going to do? You're going to kill Christ." <laughs> and so that's kind of how it happened. And and wow. for me, that gave me a sense of may, maybe it's just in my own mind. I don't. know, But it gave me a sense of control hmm. that. I have no fear. I don't have to fear cancer. No, because you got Jesus in you. Yeah, come on in. What are you going to yeah, do with him? Exactly. I'm talking about eternal life here. Yeah. Go battle the eternal life. Hmm. Let's see how this shakes out like in a that. split second. So, oh. right I don't know. That, that's kind of, that, that's where, I'll probably change my mind tomorrow. <laughs> I doubt it, but I like that. <laughs> anyway, thanks for asking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, that was a good talk. Yeah. Do you guys want to add anything else? No, I think that's a. I think that's a great place to leave it. Thank you, Noah, for yep. doing these podcasts, and thank you for, oh, as always, uh, your authentic, genuine heart that flows through, and we get to see Christ in you. I'm so grateful to be able to walk this earth with you guys. Yeah, me too, and I'm. I'm just so happy that God gives me the people that I need, and I'm glad it's both you guys. So, and you know, people are listening just. The thing that's always helped me is God is love. I mean, he is love that we don't even understand. I mean, he loves you no matter what, where you're at. Just talk to him. Love on him, and he'll love on you. He's always loving on us. So Love hearing that. No, and, and, I, and that kind of brings me up to maybe something we'll do next or in our next podcast is we've talked about some of the lies we believe. Let's talk about some of the things that are true of him that we believe like that, mm-hmm. that God is love. Yeah, because that's, that's helped me a lot in life. Because if he's not full love, I'm telling you right now, I would not be here. There's no reason why I should be here if he's not complete love. None of us. Yep, right on. So... Yep. All right, thanks for listening. Biting life out. Biting life out. <laughs> Bye.